it's your favorite podcast vibing at 4am we are back again with episode 11 we're hitting we've already passed our double digits isn't that crazy episode 11 now we hit one and one (laughs) that's insane another 11 episodes and there'll be 22 we'll be like pseudo (laughs) the same age as us Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> we haven't prepared much for this app, Andrew. This is sort of on the fly. They don't need to know that, Josh. You definitely plan every episode very meticulously. Yeah, you're right. That is true. That does happen every week. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but yeah, how are you? What have you been up to? Um... I'm trying to think about what I've done this week. And every time we <laughs> ask each other, how, like, what have you been up to? I always blank out whatever I've done. That tends to happen. I feel like when you're put on the spot, it's hard to actually think and remember. <laughs> Just draw a blank. Exactly. And then me being the type of person who thinks back on conversations a lot and thinks about what they should have said, that's the time where it all floods back to you. I know. I know exactly what you mean. You think about it later on, you're like, I could have been so cool. (laughs) I could have looked like a more interesting person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can start then because I'm exhausted. I... And I, I feel like I shouldn't be as exhausted as I am, but I'm tired. That's <laughs> I've had a busy last, like, three, four days. Oh, what have you done? What have you been up to? So, uh, let's see. I mean, Wednesday was the, the long-belated oh. catch-up of a graduation party. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was only two days ago. I know. Um, but that happened at my house, which was a whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a shortage of chairs, <laughs> <laughs> which I'll be honest, thank God when he brought some stools, because otherwise <laughs> people would just be standing around. Y'all um, would just be playing musical chairs, competing for the glory of sitting somewhere that isn't the floor. Actually, straight up, honestly. And like, the floor is not comfortable. The floor is tiled. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. I mean, uh, I didn't really do that much to prep because it was very on the fly. It mm-hmm. was it was very impromptu. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was f- really fun to see everyone. Um, it was, strangely enough, planned to be like a picnic and like be outdoors because coronavirus and also just because the weather was good for it. Mm-hmm. But turned out people don't like it when it's hot outside. <laughs> Australian summer is kind of rough. So yeah. we were pretty much indoors all day. Uh, and then, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, and then after that, I like went to the gym and just died because I was oh dead God. tired. I had a moment where I was like, should I go today? I'm kind of exhausted from socializing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe I should just go and keep with the, oh, with the process. Damn, that's dedication. It's... It's too much dedication, I think. And then, <laughs> today's Friday, right? Yes. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, I had one interview Ooh. that I 
I had to prepare for. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I actually semi prepared on the Wednesday, but because the party ran and then uh, I had I went to the gym <laughs> and I then came you back, ran <laughs> and I ran. <laughs> I was exhausted, and so I sort of like sat down, read a bit about the company. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, I will do this tomorrow. Because the interview was at 4 p.m. Oh, okay. So I had some ample time to actually prepare and, like, look at, research the company and stuff. Yeah. That was uh, that was Thursday. And then after the interview, uh, I had some time. And then I went out for dinner. Ooh. And I caught up with a, a very old friend. Um, I saw the story, I think. Yes. Yes. I unfortunately I like forgot to take any photo um, <laughs> but essentially he's one of my high school mates but I've known him since primary school mm-hmm. and so yeah it's been a while since I'd last seen him because of uh, COVID because like <laughs> what happened was his birthday two years ago uh, it's mm-hmm. in August so his birthday two years ago I messaged him and mm-hmm. I was like oh hey you know I know COVID has sort of settled down at the moment. Maybe we should hang out sometime. And it was also around the time that um, it was like O-Week for either Term 2 or Term 3. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, I mean, I'm at O-Week. Are you around? And at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm at the Smash Stock store. So yeah. if we bump into each other, I mean, if we're on the same days, let's link up. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up happening. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, bummer. Oh, no. no, I mean, we'll talk some other time. And then the next time I talked to him was his birthday the next year. <laughs> and it's the same thing where I was like, hey, you know, happy birthday. We should catch up sometime. And then I was like, wait, the last time I spoke to you was the last birthday. We actually have to talk and like <laughs> actually make the time to, to see each other. Uh-huh. So thankfully, uh, after Omicron, well, we're sort of in the middle of it, but it's not as bad as I think. Or at least the, maybe the perception of it has just been like, ah, if you get it, you get it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it was good to see him yesterday. So I was just oh. hanging out with him. Uh, and then came home and did some research because I had an interview today. Oh, you had another interview? Damn, another man's in- on the grind. Yeah, I like did a bunch of apps and now it's all sort of flooding back. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's it like? What's the... What's the research process for all these companies like? So it, it'll vary depending on what the position is and where I'm applying for. Like yesterday's one I applied to, uh, it was a receptionist for like a clinic. Oh. Uh, whereas today's one was for a research assistant at, uh, at a university. Oh. So like the process, the interview process and the researching process and like preparing is, is different in the sense that for a receptionist, it's a little more general and you want to be able to talk more about administration and like customer service skills. Mm-hmm. Whereas for a research assistant, you obviously want to be able to talk about your research and like your experience <laughs> in the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've had two very fun interviews to prepare for. <laughs> Honestly, the interviews themselves were fairly chill, but... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm tired. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, I helped Jackie with her psychometrics for KPMG. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was today. Damn. I was oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Brain had to do a lot of work these past few days. When I talk about it now, it doesn't feel like I did a lot of work. 
but the subjective feeling of it is, yeah. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Also, it did not help that today was unexpectedly hot. Oh, tell me about it. It's <laughs> so warm. I'm, I'm currently home alone, and this is the first time I've had to, I've turned on the air conditioning just for me. Because usually I feel like if it's just for one person, mm-hmm. I feel like you're just wasting the air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. But it's hot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. You know, I deserve, I earned this. <laughs> My brain has worked hard enough. I need it some has. cold air. Oh, I see. Damn, it's so productive, Josh. It's just been the last three days. <laughs> That's okay. Before that, I've barely done anything. <laughs> but they didn't hear about the, the other days, Josh. They just heard about the past three days, and that's what matters. That's true. That is true. Actually, okay, so I was talking about the friend I caught up with yesterday. His name is Jeffrey. Uh, um, yeah. I just call him Jeff. Mm-hmm. So he works. He also works at Amazon right now. Oh. Um, where you're working, I know it's Amazon, but is it Amazon... Is the full thing just Amazon Web Services or like AWS? Yeah, that no, no, no. AWS is the is like separate, so they're like oh, part okay. of Amazon as like the overarching thing. But we call Amazon in terms of what I do as like the retail retail side, marketplace mm-hmm. side, and it encompasses um, the Amazon website and whatever they sell on it. But also, I think it also encompasses things like Prime Video, Twitch, Alexa all those types of customer facing that what a general public person would know is related to uh, Amazon. Whereas AWS is all like the cloud technology to have all the software oh, engineers, yeah. all of them work on that side. Gotcha. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause he, he works at AWS and he uh, knows Darren and B. Oh yeah. They are also working at AWS. Oh damn. I see. And I see. Yeah, like, I remember I got in touch with him one day, uh, and I was just like, oh, hey, we should catch up sometime. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he posted a story where he was having lunch with Taryn and B. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I know these people. This is a crossover. <laughs> oh, so many people, I feel like, go to AWS. I don't really know many people who work on the other, like, the retail side. Um, did I did I tell you when I was doing my internship last year, Richard was doing the internship yes. program? He was in yeah. AWS as well. And there's some other people, someone from my high school who was also in AWS. I don't really um, know her that well. I just know of her. But um, she worked at AWS and they had like a whole group and stuff in AWS. Whereas I feel the retail side, I don't really hear of anyone. Um, the first time I heard of that you could do internships at Amazon was when I went to Top 100 and then this girl that was um, I met at the assessment center, she said that she worked at Amazon and she worked at AWS. So literally everyone I've talked to is AWS focused. I see. You know, it's funny that you bring up Richard because Richard and Jeff are mm-hmm. very good friends. Ah, and so I think, like, because Jeff was describing it as, like, he was just following in Richard's footsteps. 
and like um, you learned a lot from Rich. <laughs> so <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it's small world, honestly. Yeah, it was honestly. My goodness. Apparently, yeah, I, think... I was. Oh yeah, oh, go, go, go. I was just gonna say he was. I was talking with him yesterday, mm-hmm. and what I did in the last three days pales into comparison what his workload is like. Because <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him and. The most that I got from yesterday's conversation is that my man is overworked. Oh, jeez. Oh, he is working like 50 to 60 hour weeks and then also is the EngSoc president. Oh. And so <laughs> it's just like responsibilities on top of responsibilities. Bruh, these people are just built different. I know. He, I was talking with him and he was just like, yeah, so, you know, I'm going to be with Amazon uh till like february and then i get like mm-hmm. three days break and then i'm working at like pwc um, and then i get like a month and then i'm going to adobe i'm just like i am full-time unemployed <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand how people have internships lined up back to back i that this doesn't make crazy. any sense to me because um internships i feel that typically full-time i think right because it's a you're there for a shorter amount of time so i would imagine it doesn't make sense for you to be there part-time for a short amount of time so in my head internships are full-time but then all these people are doing it back to back so they're not just on holidays they're doing it during the school term when they're a full-time student yeah and then they have multiple ones back to back like, where do you have any time to do anything else? It just so, does not make any sense to me. And also, aren't internships a thing of, you have to be penultimate yeah, in order I know. to do an internship. <laughs> how, okay, so Nelson always says, haha, I can just say I'm dropping my law degree and become penultimate. And then every single year that they ask you, are you penultimate? Are you just going to be saying, haha, I'm you're gonna drop I'm it still dropping more <laughs> i thought about it last year but i didn't but i'm gonna do it this year so I'm still <laughs> i just i don't understand these people they're just on another level of where do they get all these internships from i just oh my goodness i it's honestly like a new world that i am trying to learn about that i'm not directly involved in <laughs> It's just fascinating to me how how on the grind some of yeah. these people are. Mm-hmm. Like, talking with Jeff, the way he uh, explained it is that he's full-time work, part-time study. Oh, which I see. Which makes a little more sense, but it's still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, today, it was supposed to be his break day. Like, I think they have, like, a wellness day. Oh, but mm-hmm. he still went to work, so... <laughs> because he's just he's got so much to do by the the deadline of february oh and then uh, but at least like he's not full-time study if he was full-time study i think there's no chance that he survives i see that that would be like you just don't sleep yeah 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 uh i know what you mean by the wellness friday it's not really it's not really a day off per se but it's just you're supposed to not have any meetings and they have I think today's event was you can do Tai Chi and stuff. So oh, that's what they mean by Wellness Friday. It's just a chill day. But you still have to technically come into work and do stuff. It's just people 
don't have to block out sections of their calendar for oh, I have to meet with this person and I have to go into a different meeting so you can chill out and do your own work for the day so I think that's gotcha. what they mean but I think um I think Bella was doing an internship in the middle of the year and I don't I don't know if she was part-time student. our friends are insane is what I've gathered yeah all the business people who do internships are just out of this world bro they don't get it I I don't even know how they find the time especially <laughs> already with like full-time study that's what I'm saying how? I'm just here, like, barely coping with full-time study. <laughs> that is a mood. That is very much a mood. And oh. now I'm coping not even with full-time study. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> full-time applying. <laughs> just on the grind constantly. Yeah. they People need breaks. What oh. happened? I know. People, people are already lining up to be my first client. People, <laughs> Jeff was like, "Hey, you know, when you're opening up, because uh, I need some <laughs> some sessions soon." Because <laughs> I feel now in uni is the only time where you actually can have breaks. Whereas when you go into work, you'll be you'll be more consistently five days a week. You only get the weekends off. You can occasionally take extended breaks for maybe holidays and stuff, but that's restricted within your annual annual leave or. Um, occasional public holiday periods and stuff but at least with uni and I guess school you have your dedicated uh, I guess through 10 weeks and then have two weeks of break and I guess through another 10 weeks well this is in relation to UNSW because damn trimesters yes <laughs> yeah you're 10 weeks and then you look forward for your your break right and then you finish you know over the course of the year 30 weeks and then you get two months of, of straight-up break and you don't have to do anything. But, you know, you can't really do that with work because it's not as if you finish a year and you can just empty out your brain. It's, I finished my thing temporarily and I'll come back to it later. Yeah. It'll just be the next 40 years of your life like that, 40-ish. I mean, that's kind of the the corporate side of things. But it, I feel like businesses will probably try to vary the work to some degree so that it's still interesting, right? Um, no? I, I don't know, bro. I hope so. I hope Maybe so. that's why more recently then people are changing jobs more frequently. Yeah, I think there is a big shift. Um, I think also just like maybe in the beginning you have to do more menial tasks that aren't that interesting to you and then mm -hmm. I guess once you gain more experience you can level up your career I guess and do more things that you're actually interested in but uh, the thought of just uh, doing stuff that I'm not interested in for more years that's already what undergraduate was they lied to us <laughs> they said in uni you can choose whatever you're interested in and you'll never have to do things that you're uninterested ever again they sold us a lie. They sold us postgraduate studies. <laughs> and then once we get to postgraduate, it's still a lie. Yeah, it's still a lie. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just realized. So today they sent me an email and they said, so it's from 
uh, person. So usually we speak with Emily, right? Because Emily is the sort of um, spokesperson for the psychology school. And so usually she sends out all the emails in regards to, oh, you have orientation coming up or here's the timetable. Here's the program guide for masters or whatever, whatever. So today I received an email and it's by some uh, random person that I do not recognize. So I checked my email and apparently she is one of the course conveners, coordinators, someone like that. She sent a big long email saying, hey guys, so basically um, I'll be running this course, whatever, whatever. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Um, so here's all the things that you have to do uh, before our first class during O week on the 8th of February. And so <laughs> I, <laughs> and so I looking at the UNSW academic calendar, it says the first official day of actually the the term starting is on the 14th, you know, after O week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then here this lady is telling me that our first class is during O week. I was not mentally prepared. And she <laughs> says, um, here is a list of things that you have to do. Um, let me see if I, can, if I can read off the email. Because it was quite intense. It was, I was yeah. kind of scared. So she says, in order to meet our course aims and give the skills required to do psychological assessments, there's an expectation that you are required to complete work outside the set class time as follows. And there's six dot points. You will read the course outline prior to the first class. You will complete all pre-readings and pre-class activities set each week. You will actively participate in classes each week with a heavy emphasis on group work and class discussion. You will be given a large test kit in O week during class and are expected to take this home and bring it to class each week as indicated by the lecturer. Your practice test administration outside of class in addition to time allocated in class is vital to ensure you meet requirements to pass your exam and other assessments. And if you're experiencing any difficulties throughout the course, you discuss these as soon as practical with the lecturer. Do not leave these until later in the course. And then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was reading it and I'm just thinking, oh, what have I gotten myself into? It sounds at least as intense as advertised. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I saw the advertisement and I was thinking, hee hee, surely not. That's what they do to scare everyone, right? (laughs) Surely not, right? And then reading it, I was just thinking, oh, you know, the required readings are actually required. They're not optional. He he, optional like they were in undergrad. See, look, even in postgrad, you have to do things that you don't want to do. I know, I know. <laughs> the lie never ends. That is the education system in a nutshell. Big Sag. Um, funny that you bring up emails though, because I also <laughs> got an email today that mm-hmm. was quite um bizarre. Oh, it was. It was an email from, uh, from what I understand, is one of the stores at UNSW. Oh, it's like, okay. Yeah, so the email, like, the you know how it um, has a name and then the email address? Yeah. The name is just Sci Store. So I assume some sort of science store. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the Upper Campus Science Store. And they sent me an email saying that I they had received a delivery in my name. And that <laughs> I have to come to pick up whatever this delivery is. <laughs> and I've never interacted with these people. I have not ordered anything <laughs> to be delivered to me, especially not to campus. Mm-hmm. But so they, they just have this order. Um, and they say it's uh, from Ozpurse Broadway Computers, and it's in my name. And so I was like, okay, surely this must be some mistake. This just, mm-hmm. it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. So I emailed them back and I just said, hey, I haven't ordered anything. Uh, is it possible that you have mistaken me for someone else? Mm-hmm. And then we have this conversation, like this email chain conversation, yeah. where essentially it boils down to, I just have to go in to pick it up because it has my name on it. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going in to get this mystery package sometime uh-huh. next week. Oh, and it's from Broadway Computers. Yeah, you <laughs> might get a free computer, bro. <laughs> I could not. I would lose my mind. But it's also just so bizarre. <laughs> like, why? How did this happen? <laughs> you have to do an unboxing, Josh. Keep updated. <laughs> the, ra- the random care package. Exactly. From computers to UNSW. <laughs> to you specifically, to Joshua me. Wong. Uh, that was that was a weird email. <laughs> I don't I, I'll keep you updated on what it is. Yes. I wanna know what it is. I'm very curious now. I wanna know what it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, so what did you say the was it Sai as in SCI store? Yeah, that's the one. And did you search on Google if there was such a thing at NSW? There are two. There's one upper campus and one lower campus. What? And I, like, the email seems pretty legit. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm getting, like, scammed or anything. Mm -hmm. And it would be really bizarre because they haven't made me click a link or anything. Look, if they if they assault me on campus, that's that's my bad. <laughs> they got me there. <laughs> you thought you could leave UNSW campus? Haha, <laughs> jokes on you. I'm trapped forever. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. What the heck? I the dream, the zero point zero one percent chance is that it's just a computer, and I just get a computer, and then my problems in life are solved. <laughs> Hey, you could sell the computer to get a a graphics card. <laughs> the whole computer. Yeah. The one graphics card and yeah. then build the rest of the computer. Exactly. Because, I mean, realistically, the graphics card is probably the most expensive part. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know what? You're onto something, Andrew. <laughs> I'm bestowing my luck of receiving unexpected and getting free things onto you josh yeah that's actually so true except i you usually have some process or like put in some effort this just (laughs) happened this just is like some sort of electronic device has fallen out of the sky with my (laughs) name on it you're the chosen one josh i'm the chosen one from broadway computers (laughs) And I'm going to get there, and it's going to be, like, a charger, but for a Mac. (laughs) 
Well, then you'll be converted, Josh. Oh, that's how they get you into the <laughs> ecosystem. Too. I have to get a Mac now. <laughs> the, the sad thing is, there's just some dude that out there who's just like, where's my Mac from? When's it going to come? <laughs> Imagine it's just another Joshua Wong from another universe who, you know, instead of using a Pixel and a Windows laptop, uses Mac and an iPhone. <laughs> that poor guy. he's just waiting on his charger (laughs) it's like not even unlikely either because my name is not uncommon Mm. it's my first name joshua is very common especially Mm -hmm. for people my age um because i remember when my my parents named me Mm -hmm. they named me joshua because it was like the most popular name at the time oh really yeah Uh, and so, and then Wong is also just a very common Chinese mm. name. Mm. So, the I, there's probably a lot of Joshua Wongs out there. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I've told you, but I think when I was younger, I had I had this really strong perception that each person's name was unique to them. So there was no such thing as a duplicate name. Like, you can have duplicate first names, but I thought that the entire name was mm-hmm. unique to you. Yeah. So, so obviously, this came as a shock once you started, you know, making social media handles because now you're just thinking, bro, who else has the same exact <laughs> name as me? That's pretty trippy. I think it's more trippy for me because I don't actually know anyone who has the exact same last name as me. I have seen yeah. iterations where it's double T instead of one T, but I don't. I haven't seen just um, W A T before. So when I was small, that blew my mind. And then um, I think one time we had to go to the bank. Um, this was before I went on exchange. I think we went to the bank so then I could transfer some money um, into American, the US currency, so that I would have some um, digital money. So uh, digital money, money (laughs) stored electronically because I obviously don't want to be carrying so much money in cash on person, right? So we went to the bank and then um, I think there were some issues with my name because... um, Obviously, my name, uh, my typical name is just Andrea Watt, but I also have um, uh, on other documents, I have my Chinese name on it as well. And so um, they told us that there was some issue because when they put my entire name into the computer system, it there was another person who also had the exact same name. And so I was thinking, oh, OK, um, well, if it's just my English name, that's fine. And they said, no, it's your entire name. And I thought, my entire name? My entire name? There's someone else who has the exact same entire name. And they said, yeah. And then I said, "Um, because my Chinese name has hyphens, because usually um, in Chinese, when you write your name in characters, it's usually three syllables. So I have my uh, two syllable first name and then my last name. So because it's two syllables, when it's written in English, um, it's uh, connected by a hyphen. And so I was thinking, oh, does this person have the hyphen as well? And they said, 
yes, they all, it's exactly word what? for word, exactly the same. And I was thinking, that's insane. Oh my goodness. Out of all the, all the issues that could have possibly come up, it's because of my, my name being exactly the same as this other person that you can't release me the money until, I don't know, they said the next few business days while they ask someone to work it out on their end. And I was just thinking, this is so bizarre. This is so bizarre. And then that was, I think, the last straw of me realising that unique, that new, totally unique names are just <laughs> just a rare find. There's a duplicate Andrea out there. Yeah, with the exact same name as me. Wait, that's insane. Because exact same name is like, they've got the same Chinese name. And then... Yeah. Yeah, I and think the same English name. I'm not sure about the Chinese characters because you know how Chinese is ho- full of homophones. Is it homophones the ones with it sounds the same but could have different spelling? Yes. Yeah, so Ch- Chinese is full of homophones. So it's possible they could have different characters, but the way that they've translated their Chinese name into romanization is exactly the same. Because um, technically, you could spell my name with A N Q I if you um, use Pingy. Oh, because it's kind of like you know how Wenny's last name. You could yeah. spell her last name with C H U instead of um, what her last name is usually yeah. spelled like, right? So it just depends on how people decide to romanize their their name. So there could have been slightly different spellings. They could have also not had the hyphen, but, <laughs> but alas, that is that is what happened. So um, I thought that was interesting. But I think um, if I were to name things, I um, I would want ideally unique names because for me, when I was younger, there was another Andrea in my primary school class, and yeah. they were not Andrea; they were Andrea. And so the teacher would always get confused because then not only is there two Andreas who are relatively close in the in the role because her last name was Y I think and I'm mm-hmm. so it's pretty close to mine and then so then they would just get confused of who has which pronunciation and most people tend to think Andrea first for some some reason so they just default to Andrea but obviously. I'm first in the role, so, so, oh, but I, I, I'm less, I'm less fussed about it now, because I think I've gotten used to people, um, saying whatever pronunciation, but I think back then, for some weird reason, 11-year-old me was very, very particular about their name. No, I think that makes sense. It's, I mean, that is pretty crazy, but I feel like for me, I learned from an early age that people can have the same name as me. (laughs) <laughs> because you know when you're a kid and you're like you you discover the internet uh. you google your own name <laughs> and when you when i google my own name i have the same name as a hong kong activist and so <laughs> i learned very quickly that uh other people can share joshua wong mm, but do they share the same middle name as you josh that's the that real- that I'm yet to find. <laughs> um, there is so like if you break it up, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm Joshua Thomas Wong. Mm-hmm. So there is a comedian, I think an Australian comedian named Josh Thomas. Oh. And then there's the Chinese activist Joshua Wong. <laughs> so if you put them together, I am I am the complete man. 
<laughs> oh, you've just been, you've combined both of their names. And I got the best it. of both worlds. <laughs> yes, you're very, you're a very funny activist, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> we like to have fun around here while advocating <laughs> for people's rights. <laughs> That's what makes you unique. That's what makes people listen to you. I would hope. <laughs> so, okay, do you, I guess the first question is, do you plan to have kids at some point in the future? Um... Okay, so this is maybe a more long-winded answer than I think you were expecting. But yeah. So I initially... Okay, I like the idea. It's just I know when I like when it eventually may happen, I will also hate myself at that, at however long labour is. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I just wished that... They could, I mean, you probably shouldn't have kids just appear out of nowhere because I think that would lead to overpopulation because of how easy the process is. But mm. I just know that at that point, I will inevitably curse myself and then it'll be over and I think I'll be fine after that. But in that moment, I think that's the real struggle. But long-winded answer is, I think so. I think the idea is pretty nice. Can Fair you- enough. Yeah. Uh, the reason I ask, it seems weird to to ask out of the blue, but like, mm-hmm. have you ever discussed or like talked about names that you would want to name your children? Ah, okay. So this did come up with Chow because I think we were. Um, do you know the joke where it's ah? Uh, you know, I named my. Kid May. Oh, what's May for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> May and May. <laughs> and then so we were joking about names like that, right? And so um, Chow has this thing where he's very against unisex names. Cause, oh, I vaguely remember this, yeah. Yeah, so I asked why, and I don't think he has a particular reason. Um, so I think we would be watching a TV show, for example, and say the character's name is Taylor, for example, and Taylor is a guy, and he'll say, what? Taylor's not a guy's name, it's a girl's name. And I would say, no, but Taylor is a unisex name. It can be either for guys or for girls. Um, oh, I, I think one example was Cameron, right? So, mm. so he was thinking, but Cameron's a guy's name. And I was thinking... Wait, but Cameron Diaz is probably one of the most famous Camerons out there. Ever, and she yeah. and she's a female and he's just well but it's just it's just no, I I don't really understand his rationale. I think it's just a personal preference, but I personally really like unisex names. I think they're pretty cool. Um, yeah. So See, I think from mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand Charles' perspective, it's like mm-hmm. I think he has experienced a unisex name uh, as a specific gender sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, he experienced Cameron, oh, Cameron's a guy. Yeah. So then when he hears, oh, but, like, women can also be named Cameron, then <laughs> it's, like, a culture shock. But I feel like I'm the same way. There are certain unisex names where I just associate it with, like, a guy or, like, a girl that I've met uh, before. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, oh, that is true. It could be a unisex name. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Like, Sam oh. is a big one, because Sam, yeah. for me, when I think about Sam, like, I, I know rationally it's a unisex name, mm-hmm. but I know my very first friend in primary school was named Sam, and he was oh. a guy. Oh, but I think Sam, I always think about a guy first, and then I think, oh, there could be, like, a Samantha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I see, I see. I do remember um, something. So, you know, um, have you seen the community channel video where I think it's about her her niece was born and then they were tr- she was trying to come up with baby names for their niece? Do you know the video? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay, so essentially I think um, in the video she says that her sister had a baby at the time. It was quite recent. And so they were trying to come up with names for the baby. And so the aunt would um, say some names and then Natalie would say, no, you can't name it. You can't name it that. And then so, <laughs> so I think one of the examples was like, what about Cat? And then, and then Natalie say, no, you can't name her Cat. All the little kids will call her Fat Cat. And then, and then she said, oh, how about, um, oh, I can't remember the other examples, but she would always twist it in some way where she would test the name to see if it's insultable by tiny kids. And then yeah. she would say, no, you can't name it that. And so I think that was sort of one of the conversations of, I think you might have a similar sentiment of if it sounds, if the name sounds funny or sounds highly memeable, I think he would probably not gear towards that. I mean, I I kind of understand Which, that. Which, like, I get. I totally get that. But I think <laughs> I think some names, though, if they're really basic names, then you can't really stop that. Because I think it's just, it's just a basic name, you know? Yeah, that's true. I think you also just have to be... You have to be wary of, like, how the first name right or like sounds of the last name oh true very true and like because you i don't know if you've seen it but there's the the ad campaign i think it's dare where um the whole campaign where it's like he he has to name there's this guy and he has to name his son mm-hmm. and his last name is mari mm-hmm. and he at first he's like oh let's name him callum and so <laughs> the whole ad is just laughing because his name is calamari oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i see i see but is- i think sometimes you just have to you have to think about how people <laughs> make fun of your name <laughs> that is fair that's another thing you have to think of now but i don't know i haven't really thought of specific names i just know sort of the vibe that I would want, which is probably a unique name. And if I, at the time of my life when I'm choosing a name, cannot think of a completely, totally unique name, I would maybe opt for a unique spelling of the name. And Mm, one of those, like, replace the vowel with a Y. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it depends, I guess, because, I mean, hey, I'm setting them up to have an aesthetic signature, okay? That is true. I respect that. Because <laughs> my name is kind of difficult to make a signature because I always have trouble going from, um, I don't know, it's, I always figured that my name was a little bit difficult because it's like the N-D-R-E part that's a bit, bit, uh, it's not I, yeah. to, to get through. Whereas people, like, 
Lily have a very easy time writing their name in cursive. It's all vertical lines. Exactly, exactly. And it looks very nice. Um, but anywho, I think um, – oh, and I also really like those kind of classic – not classic, how would I say? Maybe some of those – the vibe that Greek gods and goddesses, those types of names sound – Mm. is a very I like the vibe of that if that makes sense that's just an yeah. example there are other alternatives and maybe different languages and stuff but I like the the meaning I guess or the sounds or it just sounds very majestic and cool it sound, they sound so cool yeah I, I learned about so many of their names from playing Hades <laughs> and I was like damn these names these like Greek gods they're kind of sick. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, could you imagine your name like Artemis? Yeah. Dionysus. Yeah, exactly. So I really like those types of names. I am, I am just a bit wary of you know obviously choosing those exact type of names because you know it's a either it's a little it, much. Yeah, it's like it's it's either the god of um. Uh, of the underworld or this tiny baby man or you know like <laughs> the comparison is a bit much you know but i like the sort of the realm of which those names live under or the umbrella that they are categorized under yeah i i agree i remember i was um i had talked to wenny recently mm-hmm. because she recently got a cat oh yeah um, if you noticed from yeah. her Instagram story mm-hmm. and she was looking for names and I was just talking with her and she, she brought up the name Scorpio, mm-hmm. which I think is her, that name, like that cat's name now. Yeah. 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 And she was looking for something that was, um, it was like kind of edgy or not edgy per se, but mm-hmm. like cool and badass. Uh, but also yeah. that same air of majestic. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to recommend the Greek god names so bad. <laughs> I was like, Why well, just come off kind of like a nerd here? No, never, never, Josh. Because it was she was deciding between um, Scorpio and mm-hmm. Yuki. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And very uh, different names. The Yuki was the kind of threw me off. <laughs> yeah, they're very different. Um, but she ended up going with Scorpio, mm. and. At first, when I heard Scorpio, I was only reminded, um, have you seen The Simpsons? I've seen some of The Simpsons. Okay, well, there's one episode of The Simpsons where Homer and his family have to, like, they have to move, and Homer works for this guy named Hank Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And the plot of that is that he, like, Homer loves his new workplace, mm-hmm. Um but it turns out that Hank Scorpio, like, is just a, he's a great boss to all of his employees. Mm. But the corporation itself, he's just a supervillain. Oh. <laughs> so, and so she mentioned Scorpio, and I was like, wait a minute. I, I've heard of Scorpio before. Uh, but turns oh. out it was, it was just because it was the star sign in which the cat was born in. Oh, yes, yes, I heard I heard about it from the, at the party call. I guess that's pretty cute, though. But, yeah, I think for... I would also have been thrown off by Yuki because that does not really resonate with the 
cool badass name that she was looking for. I think Skull Fury fits more of that, I guess. I think Yuki could you could probably make it fit in the sense cuz uh it's like it's not overly edgy or it's not mm. as edgy as Scorpio is. Yeah. It's mm. just sort of it's it's more subtle in like a like a like a Sasuke kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, I will uh, ask you about your thoughts on like names and stuff, but I will just impart my last um, last bit. Where while I do like unique names, I think it's really funny when people name their pets regular human names. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> this is really funny. I think Charlie's pretty endearing, but you gotta go more more basic than that. Like imagine a cat that's named Greg. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Right? Cause, it's funny. Cause it's like with pets it's hard because most of the time you're really like cute and endearing with yeah. pets. And you just name it some like some guy who's just middle-aged. <laughs> Let me just call my dog Barbara. <laughs> I'm going to name my cat Agnes. Because <laughs> I feel like, at least, you know, because imagine, I've, I we discussed this on a previous episode, I think, but, or maybe off, off the podcast even, but I feel some names for, for humans, they're just not, young people appropriate that they seem only exclusively reserved for um older people right so then pets don't really show their age as much so it's probably more acceptable to give them these names because they look pretty much the same once they've reached their adulthood that's true So I feel like Agnes fits fits a pet more than more than oh look at little Agnes over there <laughs> here. Look at little Greg over there. <laughs> but yeah, that that's my thought. I just think that it's very funny for very regular human names to be given to pets. But what is your uh, overall opinion on names, Josh? Um, I, I usually don't have too big of an opinion of names. I (laughs) obviously will have names that I like and names Mm. that I don't. Uh, I do like that. I'm, I'm in the same boat where I like names that are in that sort of like, uh, that Greek God kind of name, that Mm -hmm. sort of air or that vibe Yeah. where it's, it's not like overly like, Hey, this is a cool name. It's just Mm -hmm. sort of feels powerful yeah like in a subtle way yeah um but the problem i have consistently run into with names whenever Mm -hmm. i talk about this with gia Mm -hmm. is she hates every name that i bring up oh no she has hated er like almost every single one some Mm -hmm. of them she's just like yeah it's all right but there's something about the certain names that Mm -hmm. i will say and she's just like i don't really like how it sounds (laughs) She's so peculiar with names. Oh. Cause um, like one of the one of the female names I really like mm-hmm. is Emma. 
Mm. And she does not like Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Wait, did she say why? Or is it just a... It's just a vibe thing. And I have to accept that. (laughs) It's just a vibe check. It's just a, like, yep, nah, not feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it's... You know how some people, they're suited to their names, though? What if... Yeah. What if, um... Your kid is just suited for Emma. Do you think she would give way or she'd still be, nah? I don't know, man. That's hard to say. Because, like, I feel like if she looks at our child and it's like, she looks like an Emma, then maybe she'll come around to it. Mm, I see. It'll be only in that moment that you would know then. Yeah. Mm. But then there's, like, there's, there's certain names that I like that I also know just wouldn't work for my child mm-hmm. because I just don't feel like they're they're like very Asian names. Oh, I see, I see. Wait, how like, so? I like the name Oliver, for example. But mm-hmm. I couldn't oh. imagine anyone being named Oliver Wong. That's a pretty sick name. I like I really like um this was I think they stray a bit from the how we were talking about the Oh, fantastical Greek yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I liked Oliver and I liked Elliot a lot. And yeah. so whenever I wrote stories back in high school, I would always use these two names for, for male characters. Oh, yeah, that's smart. I what what names did I use? I think <laughs> I I think at some point in primary school, whenever I wrote stories, I just used some variation of a classmate's name. <laughs> that's very efficient i will oh i can see the appeal of doing that but yeah i you know one day i'll, I'll get through to jill because <laughs> i like don't remember what names that she likes because there's just so many that she doesn't like has she ever given like her her suggestions or is it always you proposing suggestions to her? It's usually just me. Me um, going down the list and she's just being like, eh, not really. <laughs> oh, I see. Interesting. Dang. I mean, yeah. she says she likes my name, but I don't know if she's just biased in that sense. <laughs> I feel like your name suits you, Josh. Thank you. I've gotten, I've heard like, uh have you ever gotten the conversations where it's like oh you would also go under like this name pretty well Mm, i don't think so actually i had a friend uh in high school who was who had consistently said something to the effect of like you kind of look like a michael sometimes (laughs) Mm. did he say anything like particularly why or is it just another no uh, the things with names is I've never gotten a why. It's just like you could look like a Michael. Oh dang! Do you did your parents have any other runner-up names for you, or has it always just been Josh? Oh, good question. I think when I I think when they were pregnant with me, when my mom was pregnant with me, mm-hmm. they were discussing names and they they couldn't reach one mm-hmm. uh, because every time one of them had brought up a name mm-hmm. the other one had like had an experience with a person with oh, that name no. and it was not a good experience oh no so um and then I think at the moment I was born they were like what about Joshua and it just sort of stuck 
So Dang. here I am. Just in the moment. But yeah. that was a very good choice then. Credit I mean, to, you, to you, your parents. <laughs> I'm sure they'll take that. <laughs> I mean, do you know any other Joshua's? Or am I the, the only one? Ooh. I feel like I used to know a Joshua, but not in, not like recently. It was maybe, it could be in a primary school age, so it would have been quite a long time ago. But I don't know any other Joshua's as of within, I guess, from high school onwards. I mean, okay. Well, there is one. Because I've met three, I think. Oh, oh wait. Because there's, there's Josh Bay in Slacksop. Oh, true. See, oh, my brain's blanking out. And as soon as you said that, actually, I don't know him personally, but I just know him through Chow. Yeah. Um, it's just one of Chow's friends, who's also called Josh. Oh, yeah, Josh Hong. No. Oh, wait. Oh, right. That's so true. <laughs> but there's also the other one. Um, What's his name? Surely Josh, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think of his last name. Is it Joshua Chow Lin? I don't know. There's another Josh that I think is... That also went to Korea at the same time. And so Chow... And then also... Chow, oh. Josh, and met up with Josh. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Actually, I don't know if his name is Josh anymore. I'm doubting myself. But I also forgot <laughs> that Josh Hong is also... Oh, brain blanking out. See, there's a lot of Joshes. But there I also... Joshes now. I, <laughs> there was a Josh in my year two class. Uh, oh. His name was Josh Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a Josh in my year five and six. And that oh. was Joshua Wood. And that was where... Because, yeah, that's the thing, right? It was so close to having the same name. That's where um, people just started calling me Juwong. Because it's just like, well, you can't say Joshua W. You yeah. can't say Joshua W-O. Let's <laughs> just say Juwong Jewood. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So was the other person just called Jewood then? Yep. <laughs> and it was, uh, that carried on to high school because we both went to Sydney Tech. Ah, I see. And we were always right next to each other in rock hall. <laughs> so <laughs> got real familiar with each other. It was very, very close. <laughs> oh, Dang, I can't believe that I just forgot that there was other Joshuas in in our or <laughs> in, in our, our lifetime in our proximity, bro. My brain's just falling to mush. That's okay. <laughs> Okay, well, in that case, do you want to take a quick break to rebuild your brain? <laughs> yes, let me just, you know, unscrew the cap and put everything back together. <laughs> Maybe back in a couple of minutes. Sounds good. See you guys then. Yes, see ya. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we've just been discussing how much we hate bugs. And I guess I will continue the conversation because I wanted to touch on the most hated. I mean, it's kind of the second in contention with mosquitoes as the most hated bug. But we have mosquitoes and cockroaches as the uh, most Oh, yeah. And uh, 
it's just when you I don't know it's just they just I haven't seen a cockroach in a while I think in the old house there was more probably because we had a lot more of um we actually had a backyard with grass and stuff so mm-hmm. you know how the old place that I used to live in there's a lot of like more I could touch grass and touch trees more frequently <laughs> good for you (laughs) thank you thank you but here we don't really have much of a backyard so we get a different kind of set of bugs that come in they're just Mm -hmm. more like small and annoying but back in the old house we had less bugs but they were more big and scary so i haven't seen like really big bugs in a while which is good but then now i just have to deal with oh there was I was coming up the uh, up the stairs one time and I saw a spinning bug on the floor and I think it was just a mosquito but it just couldn't get up for some reason so it's on its back and its wings were like flapping in such a way that it kept turning <laughs> in a circle <laughs> and I was just thinking damn this is really amusing but I also really hate mosquitoes so I had to get rid of it and when I got rid of it, there was a whole bunch of blood inside. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> who, has, who, has this, who has this mosquito been feeding on? And you know how when you become aware of a mosquito, then I feel you become more hyper aware of any potential bug bites that you have. And even if you did not feel itchy before, you, you start definitely feel itchy. itchy now. Yeah. And so that was just, oh, that that really tipped me over for the next few hours because then I was just searching, are there any mosquitoes nearby? Oh my God, what if it's going to attack me? I mean, okay. I, I also hate mosquitoes. I mean, I have. I am infinite, infamous, but infamously, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. really like a big target for mosquitoes. Oh. Uh, because the worst was when I went to Bali, mm-hmm. uh, and Bali is when you go in like the summer, it's a pretty hot place mm-hmm. in Indonesia, and mm-hmm. so in a hot place, there's a lot of mosquitoes just looking around, <laughs> looking around feast. <laughs> Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think, like, on one of the days, I legitimately counted, like, 20 mosquito bites oh, on no. my body. No. Uh, I got, I got kind of owned by animals in Bali, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, a monkey that hit me, and uh, there was, like, a fish that bit me. Yo, wait, so, fish, fish can bite people? Yeah, uh, it was, I went scuba diving in Bali. Uh, one of the things that they give you is bread so that you can feed the fish uh turns out the fish wanted more than just the bread (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness they're coming for you as the breadwinner josh (laughs) (laughs) true but getting back to the point yeah so like i hate mosquitoes but mosquitoes evoke the uh emotion of anger (laughs) because it's they're just like they're just so annoying mm-hmm. and they're so frustrating to deal with because they just fly around, they're tiny and they buzz, they make the noise and then they suck your blood and they make you itchy. And I, I hate them. But like cockroaches evoke like fear <laughs> and disgust. <laughs> because I, I think I'm starting to get over my fear of cockroaches particularly. Just because at this point, I've, like, seen and killed so many. Oh, dang. 
the fat ones are still the the ones that are really gross and like hard to deal with for me but like I at least I can still kill them mm. um but like the smaller ones I I don't really have a problem with those uh I'm just sort of like oh, all right well guess I found one of these you're leveling up Josh I knew I leveled up when I started to just kill them with my hand oh <gasps> no wait <laughs> do you mean like what do you mean by so like the small cockroaches i just smack them <gasps> no! <laughs> no no because the problem is with the small ones if you don't kill them soon enough they're gonna run away into a small crevice that so is true. if i see them and i don't like have enough time to get like a tissue or something i just have to smack it no. oh my goodness that is on another level Damn. I've never, there's no shot I ever do that with a big one. The <laughs> fat ones, I, I, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because my thing with bugs is that <laughs> I don't ever want to, like, feel the bug. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I hate the sensation of touching a bug. Yes. And so, when I smack the small ones, I just do it in, like, one swift motion. And so it's, like, down and up. And it's insta-death. <laughs> And I can just clean my hand and clean the, the remnants of its body. And that's that. But like, for a fat one, I know I'm going to, like, feel its exoskeleton. Uh, also, I don't think they would die from just one slap. They would I, probably... It depends on how hard you slap. <laughs> depends on how hard, I hit the, how, how hard I, you hit the gym that day, you know. It's gotta, true. just got to work out a little bit before you slap the cockroach. Yo, what the? Oh, yeah, whenever I kill bugs, I have to grab like a whole wall of yeah, me too. or whatever. Like I'm picking it up with, and just like I want to surround it with this, so I do not have to physically feel the texture of. Yeah, the most bugs. most of the time, I don't even like. It's either like a lot of tissues, or I just get the broom, oh. or like a dustpan or something. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is too gross. <laughs> I don't want to feel it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and then there's the, the psychopathic kids in high school who will just touch the dead bug with their hands. What? Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe it like didn't happen it? with you, but when you go to a boys' school, <laughs> boys are gross, <laughs> is what I've learned. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why are there just dead bugs around there? I mean, you know, occasionally sometimes there's just a dead bug. <laughs> I remember one time in math class, there was a dead cockroach, like, in the oh. room. And then there's just this one kid who just, like, picked it up with his fingers. And he just put it in the bin. <laughs> I was like, you you are built different. <laughs> Genuinely built different. Oh, my goodness. Yo, there's no shot. There's no shot. Uh, there's no world there. that I live in where I can do that. Even if it's dead, there's no shot, bro. Flying cockroaches are just even more scary. Oh my god. I remember when I found out that cockroaches can fly, I lost my mind. <laughs> I, I like, couldn't believe it. Because <laughs> I, was, I was just, a, like, a kid, and my experiences with cockroaches up to that point were just the big ones. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, well, at least, like, I know that they have to, like, be on the floor or on the wall. Yeah. And then one, like, started flying. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> there are these ones now? 
It's like I got to a next level where the boss just <laughs> gained a new ability. I wanted, I want to make the the axis thing, but I don't know which is the right axis. It's like they used to only be able to go X and Y. Oh, X and Y. And but now, now they go, go <laughs> Bruh, so right. they've conquered three dimensions. That's, that's illegal. <laughs> Cockroaches shouldn't be allowed to fly. <laughs> please, please. Oh, nerf them. Is that no, the right word? That is the right word. Yes. Another win for the... Right again, Andrew. Thank you, thank you. But honestly, oh, cockroaches. Yeah, I do... I agree. They do elicit fear and disgust. And <sighs> one that is just straight fear, though. Like my biggest fear, I would probably say, is definitely spiders. Oh. I, I know they're technically not an insect, but like same family of creepy crawly. <laughs> they look creepy, so they, you they look creepy. Them. Yeah. I. I cannot deal with spiders. The only ones are um, the, like, daddy long legs. Ah, uh, yep, yeah, yeah. But, like, huntsmen's, I... As an Australian, I feel kind of ashamed because <laughs> Australia, nah, there's just so many spiders here. And, like, huntsmen's, I know, are harmless. Yeah. Like, I know that they do not cause harm to me, but mm-hmm. they look so gross and demonic (laughs) (laughs) and terrifying Mm -hmm. and they're so quick oh my gosh i think i so i think i've only had uh, i think i had two experiences with huntsman in the old house so one time was when i was home alone and so i was walking in to get lunch i was going to make lunch and so you know i'm like yeah this is pretty chill I'm going to have my lunch. I'm going to be, um, you know, filled with some satisfying food. And I can go back to doing whatever I was doing. So in a pretty good mood. And then I turn around to use the microwave. And then I see in the corner of my eye something that's really, really big and dark. Yeah. And then I see it and I freeze. Because it's on top of the door, the doorway that I had to come into the kitchen. And I was just thinking... I can't leave this kitchen until it's dead. <laughs> I'm trapped forever. And then because it's so high up, I had to stand on a bar stool and then move really slowly so then it doesn't move. And then, you know, angle it just at the right angle to get the bug. And then it fell onto the floor. And then I it started to move. And I was just like, I can't get down fast enough. So I just took off, like, my my slipper that I was wearing at the time and I just dropped it in hopes that it would just weigh it down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then another time was also in the kitchen, but I was um, opening one of the cupboards to go and throw something away, and I was just on the cupboard door. It was so close to my head. I'm just like, no, this is illegal. This is illegal. Why do Bugs are illegal. Oh, they creep me out, bro. But I think um, even though spiders creep me out, I think when I was on exchange, they let us hold, like, snakes and tarantulas and stuff. And so in that controlled setting where I know that someone is looking after this spider, I was okay. Mm-hmm. 
But if it's just a wild spider, hell no. No. And okay, I think even, it's slightly oh, yeah. okay. Oh, sorry. I think it's slightly okay if it's maybe, like, a tarantula is is furry. So it's it's slightly better. But if it's just a spider that's just out in the wild, no shot. What? Why does it being furry make it okay? I, I mean, would you rather have a more, like, hard exoskeleton-like spider? Nah, bro. I would rather die. Is if you give me those two options, just kill me. <laughs> no. So here's the thing: is like I'm, I'm legitimately like have a phobia of spiders. Oh, I think. Like, I see. like even in a controlled setting, there's no world where you can convince me to touch a spider. Oh. Um, yeah. and like, I if if the spider is sufficiently big, mm-hmm. I like cannot kill it <laughs> like i i legit like i'm getting ready and i just like freeze up sort of thing like it's mm-hmm. really hard for me to kill a spider oh damn um, there's there's because like when i lived next door uh with my grandparents when mm-hmm. the house was being renovated mm-hmm. i don't know why but their house was the spider haven <laughs> <laughs> i think i encountered more huntsman spiders in that house than i had in my entire life previously no admittedly no. before then it's not a lot but like still it was, <laughs> was a lot of spiders in that house no and so i remember like there's there's just so many instances where i like saw a huntsman and it takes me and the huntsman has not moved right mm-hmm. like it just sort of is chilling there mm-hmm. but it takes me like 20 minutes to just be like <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna kill it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's really hard. Oh, so. That's that's a big feels bad. I think I, I'm scared of spiders, but I would also just rather have them dead than so I think it it slightly outweighs the fear because I think the more that I hesitate that means the more that I have to spend with it. So, oh, okay, yeah. I just, I just think, okay, whatever, it doesn't matter, and then I try and kill it. I just get more freaked out when I miss, or they don't die immediately, and then they crawl into a corner somewhere. That is why I hesitate so much, because <laughs> I'm so terrified of what happens if I fail, the consequences of that, which admittedly is just the spider continues to live and walk around <laughs> the prospect of that is terrifying and so i'm just like i have to get it right the, i'm running every algorithm in my mind the trajectory of the shoe <laughs> it has to land perfectly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think i think another i mean quote-unquote bug insect i guess the rest of the i mean a lot of people don't find them scary but I find butterflies weirdly scary. Really? I, I'm not afraid of them, but I don't feel comfortable whenever I go into the butterfly room. Oh, if they If they land on my hair or whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel a little bit mm, when, when they land directly on like my skin or something. I feel that way about most bugs, though. I don't like the <laughs> sensation of crawling. <laughs> <laughs> just very tiny very feet on, yeah. on, your, on your arms or your skin is just a very unsettling feeling but yeah. i think i mean do you like 
Or are you uh, are you afraid of like caterpillars? Um, I don't think I have enough experience with caterpillars to say anything. I see, because my mom I know is pretty scared of caterpillars, oh. and so I was like, oh, maybe it just sort of it stems, <laughs> stems from caterpillars. <laughs> I know you've changed on the outside, but you're still the same thing. You're still. A tiny bug. <laughs> legs. So many legs. I know. I think it's, I mean, if you, it's maybe one of those things where if you look at them far away, ooh, they're very pretty. Yeah, I, you know, they got really nice patterns and stuff. But I think it's maybe the thing of if you really look closely at them, mm-hmm. maybe too closely, that's when I start to get freaked out. Yeah. Because like, they are still bug-like underneath all of that you know, the pretty patterns and stuff. Yeah, I think that creeps me out. I I concur. I don't, I try not to look at bugs too, too <laughs> in depth. Because I know I'm just going to get grossed out. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, we can move past the bug conversation. <laughs> I think we've been sufficiently uh, traumatised. <laughs> All I'm going to say left is uh, I really resonate with blathers. <laughs> very true very true oh my goodness i love that blathers is afraid of bugs i think that's a really cool person i mean it's not cool to just like <laughs> bugs or anything but i think that the, the effort that they put in for him to dislike bugs is very funny it's, it's cute yeah. it's funny because he's a bird yeah well. exactly i love that I also love that every time you go into the museum during the day, he's just falling asleep. He's just, and then only he's only ever awake at night time, which I didn't notice for a very long time. But after I noticed, I appreciated the detail. <laughs> Animal Crossing is one of those games where, like, they they do the small things really well, mm-hmm. and it makes you more immersed in the world. Yeah. Yes, I agree. How is your How's your New Horizons world going? I haven't played in a while because I got up to the point where all of the immovable stuff I have already done. So um, oh, like I so rocks and a, houses. Um. So how I describe immovable stuff is, um, for example, I made I showed you this last time. So um, you know how I have a airport waiting area. I have a center intersection with, like, the fountain and stuff. Um, I have the town halls and movable. But um, other than that, there is also... uh, I did something with the peninsula where I changed it into a train station. Oh, I see. So there's certain landmarks that I call immovable because they are designated to go in a very specific place. So museums, houses, those you can change. So I haven't really thought of where to put them on the island, but I've um, I've built a school, I've built the concert hall, I've made a playground, I've done a festival area. All of these things, they um, they started from like one immovable place, and then they've kind of just branched out a little bit there. So now that I've kind of exhausted all of my immovable renovating areas I'm there's all this leftover space that now I'm just in perpetual anxiety because I'm just thinking oh now I have to count squares 
I have to figure out what I actually want to do. So I have a list of things from your line April of like monuments or landmarks that I want to recreate. So one of them is like the bridge that they jump off and onto the river. Oh, yeah. I want to recreate that. But then I don't know where to put the river. Because do I? Because at the moment, I you have the river mouths, which you can't move. But then I'm just thinking, do I want the river to go like towards, um, be hidden like towards the back of the island? Do I want to come towards the begin, like the front of the island when you get off the, the airport? Do I want it to have it wound, like winding, or do I want to just have it a straight, simple path? Because the river is going to essentially break up the island, right? And mm. so when it breaks up the island, do I want it to not, you know, does it matter if I have everything, like all the social areas, you know, like the museum, the shops, all of those on one side of the river? Do I want to have a residential side on the other side of the river? I don't know. These are all the decisions <laughs> that I have to think it. about. And it's just decision fatigue. So I've taken a break from Animal Crossing because of that but I think um I think I want to get back into playing it though because I just miss going around my island but the thing is because I put so much stuff on it now so I built a school um I built a whole school trying to sort of copy the layout of the Yorlai and April school that they go to but because I put so much stuff in it Every time I walk into the school, it's really laggy because <laughs> <laughs> I have to load everything up <laughs> when I walk into it. So that's why I'm really sad because I'm very proud of the school that I made, but it's just mm. laggy whenever I walk into it. So oh, big sad. Come on, switch. I know. SMH. Just load faster, bro. Just have more internal power. Bro, your Animal Crossing endeavor sounds like a job. <laughs> but it's fun, though. I really, once I have the idea, I really enjoy doing it. It's just the coming up with the idea that's the hard part. Mm, I see. Sorry, one second. Yeah, good. Okay, sorry about that. No worries. I think the camera turned off for you. Oh, wait. I turned it back on. But let me try again. Am I here? No. I'm not? <laughs> okay, it's just well. Uh, it should be okay. Okay. It's audio anyway. Oh, it's good. It's good. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. I think I. Because. Um, once I had started with the actual island, I, it was more just because Animal Crossing gives you, even though it is a bit time consuming, it gives you the opportunity to just, oh, let me just lay out all of my stuff that I have. I'm going to just put it here and I don't really like it there. I'm going to move it. You know, it gives you that sense of just being able to do whatever you want with it because, you know, you can't really do that with an actual place that you're decorating, right? You know, yeah. when you decorate, for example, your room, you have to put a lot more thought because it's all these things are actually heavy to move and you don't want to keep rearranging them. So you want to get it right, ideally, the first time. 
yeah. with Animal Crossing, there's a lot more freedom. You can just say, oh, I don't really like it here. Let me just, you know, move it over there. Oh, I have some stuff. Let me just move it here. I don't really like the layout. I'll just change the shape or whatever. So I actually really enjoy doing that. It's just the difficulty just, again, comes from, ah, uh, I have to think about the bigger, the bigger overall layout because now that's simulating real life choices of oh, I have to get it right the first time because mm-hmm. now you have to take into account uh, if I move the museum here and it's off I don't know a couple of squares I need more room then I have to go to residential yeah. I have to move it like a money whole process. Is, yeah it's it's a whole process is the money you have to wait the time and then you have to then you can start building it and then if you realize that something goes wrong you have to undo everything and that takes more time so i think that whole process of where you decide where all your landmarks want to go is the thing that is a bit difficult for me to make decisions but the more smaller tasks it's fine i i enjoy that part mm, that makes sense i think that was the main thing that drove me away from playing the game mm. as often Mm-hmm. was that the like I had plans and like ideas of what I wanted to do with my island mm-hmm. but everything that I wanted to do either took too much in-game money <laughs> like it took too many bells to, mm-hmm. to like construct all these bridges and inclines oh. move all these houses around mm-hmm. and the other thing is it just took forever mm. everything was it felt so uh meticulous in the Mm -hmm. sense where like terraforming i really disliked because of how frustrating it could be yeah yeah and how much of a chore it could really feel like Mm -hmm. uh, especially to get it specifically in the way that you want Mm -hmm. uh and then yeah just like terraforming and then moving uh properties around so that they're perfectly aligned with how you've terraformed your island Mm, yeah yeah i see I think, yeah, I terraforming was really annoying when you're trying to clear your island. I think that was, like, the most annoying. But I think I made more peace with terraforming after I started saying, oh, I want to build a hill specifically here, or I want to build a ledge or whatever, because now it's all broken up. And so I'm now terraforming for a purpose. And so mm-hmm. you still get the occasional mistakes of, I wanted to round the corner or... I didn't want to round the corner. I wanted to get rid of this this thing. But, you know, they, they come less often than the mood of, I need to get rid of everything. I don't have time to to round this corner. I just wanted to get rid of everything. Why are you doing this to me, Animal Crossing? So I get the, I get the terraforming bit. Yeah. And, and I get, like, the expense part, too. I think there's a bit of contention. I think, um, yeah, Chow is... On the, on the side of, I disagree of going to Treasure Island, et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, getting bells and getting stuff like that. But I, for me, I've already grinded yeah. the game. I've already paid my dues because there's the point of when you reach the, I think it's when he gives you the upgrade to terraform your island. That's pretty much the end, right? You've unlocked mm-hmm. pretty much everything and then yeah, the rest of it is it. you pay your loans and stuff and then you're off and free to do whatever. So I think if you've reached that point and you've grinded all the way until that point, that's fair. 
I don't really agree if you've gone to Treasure Island to get bells and then kind of fast-forwarded the play up until this point. Because yeah. then you don't really get the... You don't get the satisfaction of having worked your way to unlock all of this. But after that, I think it's fair game because I already know the feeling of what it's like to grind away. I already know the feeling of waiting several days for my build, my bridges to be built. I've had enough, you know? And yeah, yeah I time skip you know to to fix up you know the museums if I get the placement wrong or whatever that sort of stuff but I don't want to time skip too much now because I want my events to be in a similar timeline I was really thrown off when um I realized I had time skipped so much that I had reached the new year when it was the beginning of December and they were all celebrating (laughs) the new year and I was like the Christmas hasn't even happened yet. What is going on? This is too much. And I don't really... I mean, I think you can time skip backwards, but yeah. I was traumatized when I did that because I had bought turnips one time and I time skipped backwards and then they were rotted. So, uh, yep. so, uh, so that's why I'm just... Well, I will figure out one day when it's safe to time skip backwards, but at the time being, I think I'm about a month ahead, and so <laughs> I'm a bit, <laughs> bit hesitant to keep going. So, But I will go to Treasure Island, and I'll get all of my goods, because waiting for the right shake of the tree to give me the one item that I need is not enough. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think yeah, I agree. If you grinded the game enough, you you have the right to like time skip because you've completed the the actual playable part of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I uh, think. I guess it's just like where I don't know. I mean, you can always play the game how you want to. Mm. It's one of those sort of like you could really do what you want. If you want to time skip the first day, then. By all means, <laughs> if that's how you want to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way yeah. I think about it is just like, oh, if I time skip on day one, this is just what Ben lives like every day. <laughs> He's just born into privilege. <laughs> Shots fired. I'm kidding, Ben. <laughs> um, no, but my my thing with um with games like that, mm-hmm. uh, Animal Crossing is. It was fun for a bit, but the process itself, if I ever want a creative endeavor like that, mm-hmm. I would rather play Minecraft. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, for one thing, I think when I start playing Minecraft, I become addicted to Minecraft for about two months. <laughs> and then, then, then don't play it for like a year, and then the next update comes out, and then I get addicted for de- the next two months and never play it. <laughs> it comes but, in waves. It really does. But I really enjoy playing Minecraft. One, for just to, like, grind mindlessly. Mm-hmm. But also, I really like the building aspect of Minecraft and being uh, able to just, like, create things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when I played Minecraft, I would only ever play the creative mode just because I thought it was fun to just build rent. I, I mean, I build, like, a house and stuff. Um... But I think for me, whenever I played Minecraft for extended periods of times, I would just uh, get a bit dizzy because of the amount of times that you have to 
tone because it's like first person view mm. so i can't play it for as long of a time as um for example animal crossing animal crossing i can actually play the entire day because yeah. it, it's it's very gentle it has a very gentle atmosphere you feel very calm it's very pleasant to look at not saying that minecraft isn't pleasant to look at but it can sometimes be a bit more jarring because of um the experience um so i i think i literally have played animal crossing from the moment i woke up until maybe like three in the morning oh my god your animal crossing to you is what minecraft <laughs> for me because <laughs> That was literally my my high school experience. Was if it was a school day, I wake up, go to school, come home, play Minecraft. <laughs> that was the day. And if it was not a school day, I would be wake up, play Minecraft, have my, my meals throughout the day, mm-hmm. continue to play Minecraft. To the viper. To to have that much free time. <laughs> I miss it. No, we're old and busy with life. I know. You know, I was really sad because, um, you know, when AJ was giving her speech at uh, the Christmas party, she was saying how this is maybe one of the... I mean, you also mentioned it as well in the group Christmas... Christmas group... Face, uh, brain's not working. The, the Facebook page? Yeah, the, yeah Christmas group facebook page so you also mentioned how it's probably a one of the last few times that will all be sort of available at the same time to kind of hang out have fun etc because now half of our group is going to be working so we can't really just hang out you know spontaneously anymore at least during the daytime um as a big group anymore half of us is still at uni but I guess I think now that not everyone's going to be at uni, it'll be a bit more harder to meet up because mm. now there's not as such a strong force of everyone else is hanging out together. So I will make time to hang out, too. It's, oh, you know, there's only like three, four people maybe at uni at one time. It's, you know, um, if we can meet up, we can. But there's no bigger force to um, drive the meet up. Right. And also, um, now all the psych people are gone, so we can't have psych hangouts at Pavilion and stuff. And everyone else does, you know, different subjects, etc. So then that kind of really hit me. We won't be able to just hang out as often. It's okay, Andrea. I mean, to be honest, I feel like I I have a lot of faith that as a group 100 Ram will keep in contact for like Mm. a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is just very much the... There isn't any chance to, like, see each other because of circumstance. Yeah. But I think it's as long as we make the time and, like, make the effort to keep in touch, we'll be fine. Mm. See, things like this, where I talk to you every week. Yeah. Just about. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Because I think now we're still in the transition period, so it kind of hasn't really hit us yet, where... I think it will be a lot more evident, I think, once everyone has full-time work or full-time study. That's true. Um, but now, and I think it's a bit hazy still because we're still in holidays. People have some work, but not really. People haven't really started their full-time jobs yet. So I think we're... More people at AWS. 
be stressing out. <laughs> we come full circle. I can't believe that. My goodness, I feel because Darren was talking a little bit about him at AWS and how his manager has all these things that they want to get done, and they just told Darren to to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just thinking, meanwhile, I'm just waiting around for emails. I'm just answering questions that I don't know the answers to yet. You're and, the expert. Ah, <laughs> so stressful. My goodness. I had a meeting with some external people, so not in Amazon. And um, they kept asking me questions. And so I was just thinking... I know I'm supposed to be the expert, but I actually don't know anything. I literally joined probably a few weeks just before you guys came on board. I don't know anything. Meanwhile, on the outside, yep, I'll get back to you on that one. Let me just consult with the team and I'll, get, <laughs> and I'll email back with all the information that you require. The, the most polite and put together way you can say, of, I have no idea what the heck is going on. That's the best way that you can say it. you don't know. Exactly. But you'll find out for them. Yes, exactly. I don't know now, but I'll hopefully know in the future. <laughs> I will know in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't know. Just, it just kind of hit at that when AJ said it out loud at that moment. And I think... Um, I heard from Chow afterwards that you guys are like planning, um, maybe actually having road trips and stuff, or maybe actually having international trips, which I think is, I mean, I think we should probably tackle a road trip first. Let's go domestic first. Yeah, that one. Because I feel like an international trip might be a bit chaotic. You're telling me. Oh my god. Have you ever been on a trip with just friends? Mm-mm. Okay. Not other than camp. Uh, okay. I mean, even with camp, it's like you don't organize it. Exactly. That's why. Bro, it's I. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> I feel like with 100 Wham, it, it'll be okay. Oh, I don't, it's hard to say. It'll I would like okay. to hope. Once you get past the point of Let's organize stuff. Yeah. Silence. Once yeah. you get over the hump, it'll be fine. But the thing is, no one wants to start doing anything. I think with 100 web, it'll be a little easier because there will be certain people that will like actively contribute to organizing. Mm, that's true. That is true. But the problem I will find uh, and that I foresee with a trip with 100 Wham is that there will also be people who just do not respond to messages. Very true. Very and true. I it already sometimes drives me up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like in, even just trying to organize the Christmas party that happened this past Wednesday, mm-hmm. I I just was like, okay, who is coming? Like, like <laughs> can you just tell me if you're actually going to arrive at my house on <laughs> at some point in the day mm-hmm. and like three people messaged me oh. and or like three people either messaged me or like reacted to the message mm-hmm. and then I was like okay so I guess 
not that many people. Maybe yeah. people are busy. Turns yeah. out it was everyone except you and B. <laughs> so, oh my god, dude. They'll just turn up at the airport and say, hey guys, yep, we're here, let's go. As long as they don't make me potentially miss a flight for ice cream, then <laughs> I it'll be better than Japan. <laughs> I'm, I would be really keen to go on an international trip, though. That would be so much fun, especially after COVID. I think everyone wants to get yeah. out for a little bit. Okay, what's what's top on the list of international travel? Ooh. Um, I think, personally, maybe Thailand. Because really? Thailand a really fun place, but it's also not that expensive. Oh, okay, interesting. I didn't expect that. What makes it fun? I think the the food, the shopping, some of the you can get out of the city and you can go to night markets, you can go to places where there's just like water, that sort of if you want more of the calming beachy vibe. I think there's um oh if you how do I I think a lot of the experiences there are also a lot cheaper. So, for example, if you wanted to watch a 4D movie, I think it's pretty cheap. I think it was about $15 a ticket for when I went just to watch right. 4D movies. Um, I, I won't that, be making use of that service. <laughs> but I think just, like, for example, like, they – I think also now Thailand, they've kind of – been accommodating more for tourists and stuff so you can oh, cool. do all of these other sort of um stuff that you would want to try in like say like here oh, how sorry my brain's just dying it's turning into mush <laughs> that's okay mine has been in mush since we started <laughs> <laughs> but say um say for example you want to do like cafe hopping so a lot of really nice aesthetic cafes have popped up in thailand the last time i went so you can just go from like different cafes and they're all pretty cheap they taste really good very good vibes very photogenic and lots of fun um when i went i also did a cooking class um they also had a marvel a Marvel experience event that I signed up to. Um, you can stay at pretty nice hotels and they're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it's just a very fun place to go to. You can either chill or you can actually go out and do more exciting stuff if you'd like. Yeah, I think it encompasses a good range. There are other places that I would like to go to, i.e. Japan, but I'm just trying to account for, I don't really know everyone's personal preferences of what they want to do on a vacation. Um, I don't know people's budgets and how much they're going Forget them, Andrew. I'm asking you. (laughs) Okay, if I were choosing, then I would probably go back to Japan. Yahoo! Woohoo! We're weaves! Yes, let's go! Let's go to Nippon Desk. Exactly. So if it was personally up to me, I would love to go back to Japan. Um, There are other places that I would like to go to as well, but I think they're more accustomed for, like, it's just, like, me crossing off the bucket list. Like, for example, I want to go to Hawaii. 
I want to go to places in Europe. These are just like bucket bucket list things. But if places that I would really like to, I would really like to revisit, probably Japan and Thailand. Mm. Good choices. I I think I think most people would like to go to Japan. Yeah. It's just Japan can be a bit expensive. That's the it only for sure is. That's the only thing that I'm concerned with. I don't think I could go to Japan on all of my own budget. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. tough. But what if? I mean, when everyone gets a full time job, we'll have salaries. <laughs> <sighs> I think yeah. I think after a while, if there's enough budget. Then would be would be down to go to Japan. Also, I really want to go to Universal Studios Japan. <sighs> Is it significantly different? I don't know if it's different to because I haven't been to the ones in the US, but oh, just, okay. it they've opened like I think a Demon Slayer attraction. They have Nintendo World now. True. So I really want to go and see all of that. So. See, Nintendo World, I'm in a, like, fickle position. Because oh. on one hand, I I like the Nintendo IP, mm-hmm. but I morally do not want to support Nintendo as a company. Oh, how come? <laughs> I play Super Smash Bros. <laughs> competitively. Mm-hmm. And uh, N- Nintendo has had a history of trying to... Uh, go against the competitive scene and, like, try to kill the competitive scene. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh. like, and also I I think a lot of their, their general practices are a little stuck in, the, like, traditional times. Oh, I see. Uh, and I, I just dislike the idea of being, like, supporting Nintendo for providing, well, for one, like, trying to actively destroy the Smash scene. Mm-hmm. which is something that I really love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and two, they just, like, I I just think that, yeah, I, I wouldn't feel right being supporting uh, the release of certain products or, like, certain business decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I also disagree with their their online service and having to pay <laughs> terrible net code. That is true. Uh, okay. In that case, we can go to Tokyo Disney Sea. <laughs> There's yeah, other I mean, options available, Josh. We, we can go to Nintendo Land. I I'm just like. We'll sneak you in, Josh. We'll, <laughs> I'll I'll put my morals aside. No, no, it's okay. I would also like to go to Disneyland, but I think, I think every time that I oh wait, if we go late enough later enough we can eventually go to the studio ghibli theme park that they're supposedly building which i'm very happy for i i feel like i would be more excited if i had seen more ghibli movies that's okay josh that's okay. i have time yes you have time in the next couple of years while we're we're planning to get out of covid first and then planning to get out of the country and that is true save up there's plenty of time, Josh. The all the movies thing, are available on Netflix. I, I've just been waiting because I know Gio wants to watch a lot of them with me because mm-hmm. she loves Ghibli. Oh, like, she, she's watched so many Ghibli movies. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so whenever I bring it up, I'm like, yeah, I've watched Spirited Away. I've watched <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle. And I've watched Ponyo, and that's about it. <laughs> oh, that's a good start, though. But, oh my gosh, you should watch them all with Gia. And she can yeah. help explain all the cool animations that go on. <laughs> and the amazing really artwork. And now that I know about the Netflix watch party. Yeah. That's actually something that we can do. Game changer. Is there anything else that you wanted to do in Japan? Because I think now that I've been a few times, I have more of an idea of like stuff that I would like to experience or re-experience or focus on. Uh, one thing that I think would be really cool is if I went back to Hokkaido and went skiing, because I've never been skiing Ooh. before. Oh, that's pretty sick. Because I think we had planned to go when I first went, mm-hmm. but... Uh, we like because we, we were in Hokkaido for three days, mm-hmm. and I think over the three days the the ski place was closed, oh. so like we just couldn't end up going. Oh, big rip! Uh... Big rip. Um, but aside from that, I I don't really have that many like things that I like must do on the the bucket list for Japan. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of just like I I enjoyed it there a lot last time, just like mm-hmm. the way. It, the style of living as a tourist in Japan. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, I would probably just do research like a week or two beforehand and just be like, hey, this sounds like a cool thing we could go to. <laughs> Very true. Half of my research is just watching Abroad in Japan videos and just being like, you know what? <laughs> that looks really cool. I'm going to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he says he goes to a lot of random places. Yeah, but they look so cool. They do look very cool. Ah, oh, this might be a did you? This might be a random question, but did you go to an onsen in Japan? I did. Cause I kind of want to go with a group, but I don't know if they would be open to the idea that is the Japanese onsen experience. I mean, you know what I mean. I don't yeah. know. This is kind of weird to talk about, but no, I don't know. From my sure my experience, would be kind of chill with it. Yeah. Because I imagine the girls would be chill with it, and then the guys. Will I don't get... know though. That's the thing. I don't know if the girls would be chill with it. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I'm making an assumption. <laughs> I think the guys will generally get over it. Cause like when I went with like a bunch of techies, mm-hmm. at first we were like oh, this is kind of awkward. <laughs> but, like, you get past the first two minutes and mm-hmm. it's, you you understand. It's just yeah. like, oh, this is part of the culture. Right. I think it'll be good bonding experiences. But The thing yeah. is, with the onsen, it's just, it's so hot. It's, like, hotter than you expect. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you gone to one? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, when I went... I I got in and I was like, oh my god, I'm boiling a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, I absolutely cannot stand the saunas though. The saunas are too much for me. Some of the the hot, because I probably it's probably just me getting used to hot water because I always take boiling hot showers. But Dude. I can't stand the the saunas. They're too much for me. I've never been in a sauna. I only uh, was in the the actual bath. Oh, I see. Yeah. Maybe you should try saunas. They're really good, I think, 
after people exercise and stuff. Uh, I should. The the thing I had with the bath, like, because the bath, it was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, like, a really cool time because it was, like, it was kind of late. And so it was just me and a bunch of techies. And we were just chilling uh, and talking in a bath, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, right, was the bath was so hot. That, uh, like the way that it was uh, set up, there was a bathhouse, so then there was like an indoor bath, right? Mm. But then there's also a section outside that's because oh. uh, um, it's like on kind of like a mountain. Yeah, yeah. And so you can go into the the outdoor bath that's like on the mountain, mm-hmm. and the bath is still really hot. But oh. yeah, the the bath itself, the water is is about the same temperature. It's mm-hmm. like very very hot. Mm-hmm. But so the, the like the waist down, I'm I'm boiling. The waist <laughs> up, I'm freezing because it is cold outside and it's winter in Hokkaido. Oh <laughs> so, no! So it's just like a balance of trying to be hot and cold at the same time. It's like one of those. Have you ever um, drank out of a glass that was hot? itself but the water inside was cold probably because the glass came out of the dishwasher or like somewhere and then you put cold water in it so when you hold it it's hot but then when you drink it it's cold i'm not but that sounds like a <laughs> it sounds similar to the kind of experience i had where I... temperatures mess with my head <laughs> there was a video of an onsen that i watched uh, on YouTube, and I think some of their, their I guess their gimmicky ones is some of their onsens are made out of coffee or wine oh. or green tea. Because apparently some some of the stuff in it is actually good for your skin. I guess they do have regular onsens as well, but I think that onsen is also um, I think you can people they have cover ups and stuff, so then you can peruse around with like friends and people from the opposite gender so i think if we had onsens like those that would be pretty cool because then i guess it's kind of just more like a chill water park i guess <laughs> i <laughs> like the vibes that? of a chill water park <laughs> it's good for me because now i can just sit in the water and not have to swim oh yeah you can't swim <laughs> oh my god i completely forgot <laughs> that do be me you know, we'll teach you someday, Andrew. <laughs> I would like to know how to swim um, and not die when I'm in the water. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> hey, you lasted this long, right? That is true. I am a land creature. But... I I mean, we all have gaps in our knowledge. I don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> we so. can teach you how to ride a bike. Did I mention uh, that I I was inspired to learn how to ride a bike? by a YouTube video. Wait, what YouTube video? Okay, so do you know the YouTuber Tom Scott? Yes, I think I do. He's he's the guy that um he has a video where I think the one that I know him from, he's uh he has a video where it's like this video has this amount of views is the title. And is the, he the, the British guy? Yeah. British yeah. okay, yeah. Red yeah. Shirt, yeah. Kinda old looking, but yeah. That guy. Um, he has a second channel mm-hmm. where he meets with a bunch of other YouTubers um, oh. who are like experts in their field mm-hmm. or they yeah, just 
uh, either experts or like they work in that field. Mm-hmm. And so one of them um, was a guy who is like really active and he like learns a bunch of stuff really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so in that video, Tom Scott was also a person who had never learned how to ride a bike. Oh. And so in that video, he learned how to ride a bike within one day. Oh, damn. I see. Okay, okay. So yeah. you feel inspired now. I think. feel inspired because now I understand how a bike works. Mm-hmm. And so now that I understand, like, oh, okay, logically speaking, I can just continue the going forward yeah. and, like, turn the wheel in the direction I'm going to fall mm-hmm. and I should be okay. <laughs> Whereas as a kid, it, like, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> my dad would just be like, oh, if you've got a fall, just, like, turn that way. But I, in my kid brain, I was like, but then I'm just going to fall faster because I'm going in that direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, all I need is a bike and confidence and a dream. <laughs> when, we, when we go to Centennial Park, we can hire a bike and then we'll teach you how to, how to ride a bike, Josh. <laughs> I might break the bike, but that's okay. <laughs> that's A-OK. That's A-OK. But yeah, um, I guess we will have to end today's episode early. Um, I mean, early as in two hours, which is the typical time <laughs> that a podcast episode should be running. But um, but yes, apologies. Uh, but we will end it here for today and we can follow up on Josh's mystery package next week. Hopefully you'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to find out the exciting saga of what is inside this mysterious Broadway computers package. So stay tuned next week. Yeah. Until then, see you guys later. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.